0: It's eight minutes past three o'clock. Rick Dayton on the radio. So glad that you have dialed it and come our way. 100.1 FM and AM 1020. That's how we're going to connect today. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can do that. 412-922-1020 is how you can call. As we are talking about a lot of different things related to what's been going on in Ukraine, what's been going on half a world away, and what exactly is happening with the Ukraine-Russia situation. We have a couple of different ways that we're going to do that today. We're going to be visiting with a, Vice Admiral retired from the U.S. Navy, and we're going to talk about what they are doing for military readiness. And we are also going to be visiting uh, with uh, somebody who was talking to us from Brothers Brother Foundation about how they are taking a big load of medical supplies from Allegheny Health Network and taking those to Europe and to Ukraine as well to help in that battle. And we're also going to start by visiting with my father, Dave Dayton. He ran a business with my mom called Slovak Folk Crafts for a number of years out of Mercer County in our hometown of Grove City. And what they would do is that they would import items from Eastern Europe, from Slovakia, from Poland, from a number of the Eastern Bloc countries or former Eastern Bloc companies. And they would then countries and they would then sell them here in the United States and turn around and send the proceeds back to churches there in Eastern Europe to support their churches and their churches' growth. And he joins us right now on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Dad, how are you? I'm fine, Rick. How are you? I am very well. Hey, I uh, want to give you, you an opportunity to, first of all, talk about the first time that you went to some of these Eastern Bloc countries, countries that were communist as you were growing up in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, uh, and and what it was like for you going there, realizing that many of those people were considered enemies of the United States during the Cold War. What was that like for you?
2: Well, I will start with the very first time that I ever set foot on Russian soil. Uh, my feet just trembled because I never imagined that in my lifetime I would have an opportunity to go to Russia. And I went there uh, as well as part of a mission trip to uh, take the Bible teachings to Public school teachers in Russia and that was just uh, just an amazing wake-up call to me to say my goodness look how things have changed. Russian people it,
0: different than how they had been represented to you growing up?
2: Yes absolutely. The thing that surprised me the most is how similar they were to us. We had many more similarities than we had differences. And, of course, we were talking to everyday people, just like we are everyday people. We weren't talking to politicians or uh, people like that. Uh, and and they loved their kids just like we loved our kids. They worked hard just like we worked hard. But it was just a, a real eye-opener for me.
0: As you traveled about other eastern bloc countries as you went to Poland as you went to Slovakia as you went to Hungary as you went to uh Ukraine and things like that similar type of people different type of people how how would you categorize that i mean because in reality many of those countries are smaller than some of our states right i mean it's not like you're going that far apart from one to the next
2: absolutely yeah i mean yeah Ukraine i'm sorry uh Slovakia for example is less than what uh, about yeah, I'd say less than half the size of the state of Pennsylvania. Right. So what and, about and Ukraine? They, what did you find there? And they have there? five million people there. Right,
0: right. As you went to Ukraine, what did you find there? How did you find the people to be?
2: Uh, very godly people, very friendly people. They're very family oriented. And uh, as I, again, I would have to say with each of the countries that we visited, and, and you know this already, but I will just mention, that we weren't in uh, parts of of Eastern Europe where people are very different than we are. We were uh, in the parts of Europe where many of our ancestors came from. That doesn't happen to be true in our case, but a lot of the people around here uh, have relatives that are from those particular countries like Slovakia and Poland and Ukraine and, and even Russia.
0: The other voice on the other end of the line is another Dayton. It's my father, Dave Dayton, talking about his experiences of doing business with many of these countries in Eastern Europe. Right now, Ukraine certainly is uh, is bearing the brunt of the Russian forces as they continue to, to battle there. Um, how much have you been able to keep in touch with friends in Ukraine, and, and how often are you hearing from them?
2: Well, some more than others, of course, but uh, the one that we have had most contact with, certainly within the last week or 10 days, is a young man whose first name is Misha, spelled M-I-S-H-A. And his dear wife is Ina, I-N-N-A. And they live in the western part of Ukraine, in a uh, city of Rivna. And I thought they were in a very safe part of the country because they're way over on the western side, almost uh, on the border with Slovakia. And, of course, Ukraine borders Russia on the eastern side, and that's where all the troop buildups were taking place by the Russians. So everybody thought that's where all the battles were going to be. But as it turned out, the, the fighting is taking place primarily in places like the capital city of Kiev, which is right in the north-central part of the country. And there again, uh, they are, the, the Ukrainian people are really surprising uh, the enemy, but I think also a lot of other people around the world, how very devoted they are to their country. And I'll just give you one quick story. This fellow Misha that I just mentioned, he and his wife have three children, uh, two boys and a girl. And the two boys are in their late teens by now, maybe early 20s. And anyway, uh, they uh, are not uh, currently involved in the Army. But Misha has said that before the, the war actually broke out, he said if that happens, he said, My two sons and I are going to be here defending our country, and that's exactly what has happened. They are there rolling up their sleeves, doing whatever is necessary as a part of the army in Ukraine.
0: Rick Dayton show continuing on KDKA. Twenty minutes past three o'clock. Blue skies, sunshine. Little chilly today, but boy, by the weekend, sixty-four on Saturday, sixty-eight on Sunday. As we go back to the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh newsline, where I've been visiting with my dad, Dave Dayton. Dad, as you were talking about the uh, the conversations that you have had via email with Misha and and some of your other friends and contacts there in Eastern Europe. Let's go back to the Ukrainian context. How much are they being? Filtered as far as emails that are going out from Ukraine, sanitized, if you will. Is there any of that going on or are things just coming straight through?
2: Well, I was very concerned about that when this started about a week ago because I was getting uh, email communication from Misha every day, in some cases, a couple of those. And that was started on last Wednesday, and then I got uh, more communication on Thursday. But I went Friday and Saturday, and I got nothing. And my mind immediately said, oh, no, there are communications. The Internet service has been disconnected. But then it came online and said that Elon Musk, uh, the founder of Tesla Automotive, had made available his communication system to all of Ukraine And so everything was working fine. And sure enough, Sunday morning, I had another email from Misha as well. And so he's been doing a wonderful job of keeping us up to date on what he and his family and and the people that he knows there in western Ukraine are having to deal with.
0: How much are they able to communicate with other Ukrainians? Has that been limited? Has that been cut off because of what's happening in the in the attacks?
2: Not that I know of. He hasn't indicated that. No, I think that they do have a good contact that way because he has talked about how good the spirit is there, meaning the dedication to defending their country almost at whatever cost. Now, of course, what they are saying is that they don't have a lot of military power because like that just hasn't been something that they have been able to do. But they're saying that uh, if they can get that kind of protection, they can stand their ground. uh, Who knows for how long, but they're willing to do that. And uh, although there are a lot of people that have also left Ukraine, just uh, running for their safety.
0: Are there things that they're asking for? Are there there things that they say they need? I mean, outside of that military, are, are there other things that they need, things that we would consider staples here?
2: Uh no I don't think so. I mean they I mean the things that we hear from them is that they need to know that we are with them. They want to be assured that we are praying for them and things like that, but they aren't saying send us you know millions of dollars or send us trucks or send us airplanes although the president of Ukraine has said this. In fact, here's a website that I just recently learned about that is uh, really uh, a very good source. Uh, His name is Zelensky, and President Zelensky says, close the skies or give us aircraft. And it went on to say that during a press conference with foreign media, President Zelensky called on NATO to close the sky over Ukraine. He asked, how many more Ukrainians have to be injured or killed for this decision to be made? And he says, if you don't have the strength to close the sky, then give us planes. So there are requests like that. Right,
0: right. Thank you very much for uh, for helping us to understand and, and explaining your friendship with the uh, the amazing people of Ukraine and, and helping us to to learn a little bit more about what they're going through. I think sometimes by the time things go from Ukraine to, let's say, it's Washington, D.C., and then from Washington, New York and New York to Pittsburgh, you know, it's third third hand, if you will, in the telephone game. So it's good to hear firsthand what's going on there. So thank you. Indeed. For OK,
2: yeah. glad to help.
0: All right. Love you. Thanks for coming on. Love you. Bye. I appreciate it. My dad, Dave Dayton, here on KDKA, talking to us about his experience of being in a lot of those places and knowing a lot of the people who directly are being impacted by what's going on in Ukraine right now.